welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. Natalie Byrne, CEO of Blank Space, breaks the mold by being part of a movement as a workforce to drive brands and thought leaders to activate as impactful and purposeful in aligning on improving society and strategies. We chat with Natalie on the importance for businesses to elevate in the modern world by creating meaningful narratives and positive culture direction. While sharing her knowledge with uncovering the process and experience in navigating within the impact space industry, Natalie amplifies the importance in shifting hearts and minds with guiding businesses to perform towards brand longevity and the values on having a purposeful mission. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on Break the Mold. We want to know a little bit about your background, so can you give us a little bit about you and how you got started in this field? really awesome to be on here with you guys. I love the name of the podcast. I think we all should be breaking the mold. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm, as you said, Natalie, I have been working in the impact space for a really long time, way before it was a trendy thing. And just the idea that we could use business and storytelling to really make a difference in the world. Um, and through my career, I've, I've really focused on, you know, how through connecting with communities that we serve or creating products that people love, you can really actually connect with hearts and minds and, and move the needle forward. Um, so blank space has some, is something that's kind of been in my heart for a very long time. Um, but came to fruition once. Uh, all of the, you know, powers that be, you see, this is the opportunity right now um, in the marketplace to jump in and really help guide people and businesses towards this work. I love it. Um, you know, I actually own a brand and we're all about purpose. You know, everything that we do is all about purpose. And when we were coming on, I was so excited to talk to you because I was like, I love what she's doing. I think it's a lot of brands out there. Some, some of them, they're just creating products for the business side of everything. And if you have a brand that actually has a story and, you know, a mission behind it, I think that it takes it on a whole different level, especially with, I think I was reading up on one of the things in on your website with creating a legacy. Yes. I mean, you couldn't have said yeah. it better. I yeah. think that not all the businesses are, are, are doing that. And I actually believe that they won't be around in the future because it's, it's now it's, you know, the next generation and consumers are so much more aware of yeah. the world around them and what's in products and things like that. So I'm glad to hear you have a purpose-driven brand. That makes me really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I can also relate just because I'm in PR, public relations, where we actually talk to different potential clients. And I don't really, 
I'm very selective in the sense if it's like something that I can serve and like know their story and relate to. So I think what you're doing is really cool. Like, how are you able to identify what that is when you talk to potential clients or anybody that is looking for your your type of consultation and your direction? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. You know, it it kind of depends on where the business or company or founder is. But we we come on um, to really help. I, I like to say uncover the process because it's in the DNA. It's in the DNA of why yeah. you built a business, right? Or what's driven you towards making something or creating something. And um, you mentioned legacy, and I talk a lot about legacy, but not as something for after you've passed away. And right. we're talking about like a building yeah. your name on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is our legacy now? Like, how do we make people feel when we walk in a room? Things as simple as that. Um, so to your point, there's a blueprint that I created around this. And it is, it's looking at what do we make? Who do we serve? You know, what are we known for? What is our values when you take away any product launch, when you think about why you exist in the world? And, and you can really uncover it that way. And then from there, you can build public-private partnerships, which for um, you know some of the listeners who may not know what I mean, it's how do we partner with organizations that are doing this work every day? So if we really find that you know because you serve women um, and women are your consumers and we really want to think about issues that affect them, you can then dive into like topic-driven partnerships with nonprofits or I do a lot of work with um, you know things like the UN or the White House, like thinking about how do we move the needle forward in the macro as a business? So it's, I really dive into the brand um, Mm -hmm. and find the brand purpose. I think that there's some folks out there that as this has become more trendy, you see it kind of, and you'll recognize it because it's that feeling of just something tagged on, like, oh, this month is about this one issue. So this is 5% off our product base, but it doesn't really feel like it's integrated. And it's kind of going around it, in my opinion, in in backwards way. That's something that a lot of people overlook, that blank space (laughs) in air quotes, (laughs) might you say. But where did you find like your own motivation or how how did that become like beaking light in the sense where you saw that that was where something that you could actually like, bring your own personal experience and expertise. How did you see that, that needle that you wanted to help out at and move it? You know, where did you see that come through for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I've always been a writer. I actually started as a journalist and covering people and places and stories. I was so passionate. Um, I still am. That's something that kind of yeah. you, right? Like that inquisitive, yeah. I, I could talk I to you guys journalism too. And I, when I do talk to clients, I'm, what's your story? What is it? Cause that's where I can move it from. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Exactly. And that's yeah. what I've always wanted to share and just got to a point where I realized that there's so many passionate leaders and founders and creators in this, in this world. And if I could help them you know, create as sometimes I talk about like a living legacy or think about what they're doing in a bigger way. It's not just this one business. It's all your business. It's your foundation. It's what you're saying on camera. It's all these things. I I found that, that if I could use those skills to, to help leaders step into their power in those places that my ripple effect would be much bigger than, than just me, which is the goal and why I get excited to talk to amazing women like you, because 
we have to share this message that everyone can think about their jobs as part of, you know, a wave of, of purpose and doing good, no matter what you do or where you are. I completely agree. I love that, Natalie. That's yeah. pretty beautiful. Why? When you do these brand partnerships with the UN and the White House, how are you connecting the brands with that? If um, Do they have to relate in that kind of same category? Or is it just more on just a global scale of how they can make an impact in that way for like the UN or the White yes, House? Yes, both, both, okay. both things. So um, I've worked with a couple like celebrity activists and brought them in to, you know, bring both context and levity to what's happening in media and how those stories can affect, you know, like a large scale campaign um, at the United Nations, for example. But in uh, in general, I try to look at coalition building. And what I mean by that is, okay, so if we're, if let's just say we're the fashion industry, for example, or I do a lot actually in the wellness industry too. And um, a few years back developed the Healthy Living Coalition, which was something that businesses of all different sizes and even marketplace competitors like, you know, Bank of America and JP Morgan can come to the table and say, we may compete in the marketplace, but, you know, helping in this one was specifically, we're looking at food security and nutrition and access to that. This is something that matters to all of our businesses. This matters to all of all of our consumers and all of our audiences. And that to me is when you hit a sweet spot. And so those are the types of things that you can then partner with these larger organizations that are working on global issues every day and say, hey, we're the private sector. We're really good at innovating. We're really good at marketing. We're really good at talking to people. Like, how about we combine the expertise you have on the ground with our reach and do something together? Perfect marriage, I think. Perfect yeah, and it can be tricky, you know, both are, you know, if you're look, working with a really big corporation or a really big age. Let's take a quick break and talk about the Radiant Glow Oil Cleanser by The Lifestyle Co. It contains clean, active ingredients like rosehip, aloe leaf, and bergamot, which work together to brighten, nourish, and remove grime from the skin. Best part, it keeps your face hydrated and leaves it a dewy glow after using. It's a perfect addition to your skin regime during fall and winter. It's honestly been my secret weapon to keeping my skin clear. Our listeners get a quick special code to try this results-driven cleanser with 30% off using Break the Mold at checkout at www.thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. Now let's get back to the show. And see, you obviously have politics involved and different types of agendas, but once you get to the sweet spot, and that's why going back to the beginning, that blank space and Mm -hmm. finding that purpose and the actual DNA, then you're like, oh, we all, this is all of our value. Yeah, that brings it back to home, I think, where you're able to bring that out into the light where and show people and guide them just so they're not, I, in a way, they're also like making it as purposeful as they they want it to, to be, like as and at the best ability that the brand or the partnership can look like. When you are working, I mean, you talk about narratives that you create that shift hearts and minds and like, how are you able to really bring that out and touch on that? Is it through some sort of culture movement or what you're seeing in the trends that's going on out like in the world? Or how are you able to create that path for them? That's such a good question. Um, And that's one of the things that we're able to do with our diverse network, right? So I kind of sit in a unique role where a lot of people are either really, really good at the global development um, nonprofit side, or they're really good at brands, but sitting in the center of like, 
speaking corporate and having worked mm-hmm. in CPG for so many years and and doing this work inside business and um, entertainment companies to coming and I actually ran a foundation um, that worked all over the world helping women. So you can sit in between these places and say, where does our commonalities and how can we create a narrative that actually works for all of us? And, you know, you also mentioned you used to be a journalist too. You know how the power of language, right? The power yeah. of communications and and what we're saying and what we're speaking. And you can tell, again, when something feels authentic and when something feels like a tagline that's just not, right, like working for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's no like magic wand for that work, but you have to kind of strip it back to its essence. So, Maybe it's an exercise where you're looking at, you know, I, the, you know, the, the whiteboard, right. But I, my, you'll laugh. My big whiteboard is obviously like bl- blank and glass. So that <laughs> I'm always, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm always like, how can we actually think really big and you can whittle it down? Like, what are the words? What are the values? And then get really, really specific. And the more specific you can get sometimes is like the bigger you can get, which kind of sounds counterintuitive, but I think you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then with but the narrative beyond the vision. Yeah. And when you're working with leaders, I do a lot of thought leadership. It's also how you're receiving it. And I think a lot of people speak without sitting in the audience of it. Yeah. And listen. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you can yeah. get caught up in the jargon of what you do every day, but if you're not speaking to the people and you're not expressing it authentically, like it, it could be such a disconnect. Well, in saying that, well, how do you deal with, you know, cancel culture or your viewpoints on that so that you can kind of turn it around where it's not looked at as a negative? Gosh, you know, it's we're living in such a tricky time um, <laughs> where. For the first time, we're really asking CEOs to be activists. And I'm now advising on that type of work. Like, you know, when the Supreme Court decision came down and we're looking at how are we standing up around reproductive rights in companies that includes everyone in the company, but yet, you know, makes everyone feel safe. And you start to think about these things, this this similar hats and diversity and inclusion topics. Um, And I think that, We're in a time today when you have to stand for something. So not standing for anything or being quiet is, is a statement in itself, right? We're like, that used to be the MO. Like, you know, when I was growing up, (laughs) you know, heads of company didn't say anything. Um, Yeah. Right. And now they're out there and they're really representing the values of their businesses. So that's exciting to me, but it's also tricky because what we've created are these like silos where people stand for one thing and someone else and our news channels are all slated in one direction. Right. Or like, right. If you say something and it's misinterpreted, you're immediately canceled. And it's just sort of paralyzed us from moving forward, which you guys know is my whole MO. I want to get back to, you know, a chapter in communications history where we're having hard conversations and we're not having them infused with anger and hatred. And when we look at some of our biggest leaders and mouthpieces, like let's just say like a celebrity or the head or a CEO or, you know, a head of a huge foundation, we need them to be able to speak in a very real, inclusive, but honest way, rather mm-hmm. than 
tiptoeing around and we never know what anyone's saying because everyone's so afraid of being authentic at the same time at the same time and this is such a complicated question so I apologize for having to get into the weeds but you have these different generations we have an older generation that's in charge right that's not used to this they were like oh my gosh what's the me too movement (laughs) yeah and like yikes and 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 some of those you know men at the top that are actually really good guys are feeling paralyzed in how to even communicate with female staff because they're just like I don't know what what's the wrong like you know I want to do everything right and so I think that we have this also generational shift that's happening in front of us in a way I haven't seen before where there's a new conversation and the younger generation and the older generation is just trying to catch up. So I think if we could all have a little bit of patience and compassion towards that, rather than just canceling everyone out, we would move forward much faster. Yeah. And I think like technology, the transition of it has also been something to be aware of just because it's provided such more outlets and bigger platforms just for anybody to come up and like speak up of whatever it is, you know? Um, And something that has moved and grown in the sense where we can use it to our advantage or use it in whatever meaningful way that we can. Do you think that the central cultures, you think that it's going to be here for a while? Because it has, I feel like it definitely has shifted society in the way that they think mentally and emotionally and how they do and how they move with businesses and everything else. What are your thoughts on that? How much longer do you think that that culture is going to be here? Gosh, that's a really good question. I have a couple of thoughts. My first one is that I, my hope for what comes out of this period is listening. Um, I think that's the best gift that we can have in any field. And being more thoughtful listeners will definitely help, you know, get us through this. I think so much of that, you know, council culture and jumping down someone's throat has to do with not like not listening to the meaning behind the words and sometimes just attacking a word. Right. Right. So like there's that, that would be an opportunity for me to move forward from this period. I do think back to my point of challenges in generational leadership that's happening right now, that there's, going to be a new generation stepping in that I like to call the bridge generation where we didn't grow up with iPhones like myself and we have an idea about how it worked for, you know, the past 50 years or so of, of that, of that type of technology and communication and business. And we also now are really connected and versed and listening to, you know, what's happening right now for young people, middle schoolers and high schoolers and young 20 year olds that are, they're just figuring themselves out. And all of it is in connection with this huge tech, tech revolution. And, you know, chat yeah. out now. I don't even know what's yeah. going to happen. So I think that yeah. this is, maybe I'm really optimistic about our generation just being more in charge, but <laughs> I think we, we will have those skills of listening and understanding that are really needed. I definitely agree with you, especially for me too. We're getting into the wellness and tech space. And for me, it was the most important thing was to kind of help shift that mentality 
that consciousness in, in our generation and younger to help them with modalities to kind of just get them in that mindset of shifting either like in wellness, like meditating, or just kind of implementing a lot of self-care so that you'll be above the cancel culture and be that bridge. So I think it's really important for uh, brands and this the whole tech boom with the wellness and everything else. We're going into a new a year. I think this year is going to be a really big boom in that, like you mentioned, chat GPT also, this kind of making our lives easier. There's going to be a lot of shit, I think, when it comes to cancel culture too. I'm hoping the same with you, that it, people will wake up. Nothing good happens from that. You know? I love what you said. I really do. I'm writing it down. Self-care, you know, helps us, you know, get above cancel culture and just so much. So thank you that I really love that. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that I think where a lot of the cancel culture comes from also is like not understanding really. This yeah, it comes from an angry place also, <laughs> like where something that they haven't experienced or whatnot, they're not really aware of. Then it, it's in a different comes from a different place and not where oh, where they've been exposed to better environments, or, environments and lifestyles, or at least some sort of positive. Yeah, I feel, I agree with you too, Jordana, in a sense of where all that's coming from. And honestly, we could bring this back to what we were talking about. Um, around brand and brand purpose where yeah. people are, you know, they, now we are a brand because we're showing up online in a way and knowing who you are and taking care of yourself and feeling really connected to what you do and why you're here is so important in feeling good and showing up, you know, outside of what we're talking about, which is kind of like an angry fear place. Mm-hmm. And I'm so passionate about purpose being a part of everyone's lives. And I think that that will really help in, in that way as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Natalie, you're doing such an amazing job. I, I was telling Diane, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk to her. Seems like the kind of woman that I, I like to talk to when it comes to bigger picture. And it makes me happy to know that there's women like you out there that actually care also in seeing the world a better place. And it makes me really happy that you're doing what you're doing with Blank Space. Oh my gosh, that means so much because you get so in the weeds of of trying to make a difference. And thank you. I, oh gosh, I love that. Thank you so much. Of course. And we're happy that we're able to have you on our podcast, just so it brings us to another category that we've been wanting to have on the show. So thank you so much for coming on. So one thing that we always ask all of our guests is what advice would you give anybody who's starting out having a business, whatever it is, maybe they don't know what their purpose is yet. What are some good advice that you want to give them to really make an impact in this world or kind of get that purpose or that heart into their company? Well, I definitely think you need to start by sitting in the blank space and looking at what already exists and how what you're doing is moving us forward, how what you're creating is um, something new. And it doesn't need to be reinventing the wheel. I mean, this could be as simple as like some of the innovations we've seen the past few years just to make products healthier and better for us. But thinking about, okay, where is this trifecta of business and impact and culture that I can sit in. I don't believe that you need to make money in one place and then write a check to an organization to give it away in another. I really believe that we can build businesses, right, of the future that are serving us and helping us. So thinking about that right from the inception, like how am I creating something that will make the world better is just the right place to start. Of course, you need to be financially viable to do that. So I very much believe in that being a part of scaling and growing your business and and 
so many people who are now, you know, I, I work with um, M&A and funds on a regular basis. What we're looking at that as part of evaluation, like what does your brand say and do and mean? Um, it will it will give it that juice that lasts. It will give it bigness to grow um, again beyond just one product. Wonderful. I think that's a great, great way to introduce that sort of mind of thinking if when somebody does start something new that way. And you guys have said it. I always say it. The question I always ask is why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why, why are you making this? Why do we need this? What are you right. doing with this? And, and if you can chisel down the why to something that feels really real and connected, then you know you're on to something big. Absolutely. Wow. Natalie, it's a pleasure speaking to you today. Where can everyone find you? What is your website? Oh, okay, great. Yes. Well, you can look up our work at Blank Space. The website's blankspaceworks, W-O-R-K-S.com. And you can find me at N-A-T-B-Y-R-N-E at Natburn on Instagram and LinkedIn. And um, I'm actually going to be very soon launching YouTube as well. So we'll have a bunch of conversations. I've spent the past few weeks actually with companies on the road, uh, diving into really interesting conversations on what happens on the back end and making these decisions um, and getting in the weeds with businesses like Kroger and Google on you know, how they can move the needle forward. So I'll be sharing those too. I love that you're doing it um, first. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're doing a broadcast. Um, I love it. On camera broadcast version. You feel so I, think that's, I was like thinking that this whole time, I'm like, she should talk to people on like, not just working wise, but on what comes to that place with you too. So, and what their background is on that. So I, that's awesome to hear. I'm really excited about it. Again, it's about sharing the stories and it can't just be happening behind the scenes. So I'm going to start pulling it out and and creating some good content around it. Well, we're excited to tune in again. Yes. So much, Natalie. We'll definitely chat again. I have a feeling. So good luck and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Natalie. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.